Hey, Kenny. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you doing? Pretty good. Welcome to uh, another episode of the Blind Donkey Runner podcast. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, I look forward to uh, getting to visit with you. Uh, like I told you in the messages, I've had Neil, so I figured I might uh, should get the other half of the amazing broadcast crew on here. Well, thank you. I don't, I don't know how, how amazing uh, we are at times or how amazing I am. Uh, it's Neil is amazing to work with. He is, um, he, he is just could, could be successful at any level of, uh, of radio. He is phenomenal at what he does. Well, I have to go. I have to start off by saying I've learned a lot of basketball from you and him. So, well, thank so you. That's what we hope is that we, uh, you know, we can paint the picture of of what is actually happening out there on the floor, and then try to give a little insight in into why things are happening the way they are. And fortunately, we've had some great teams to talk about the last few years. With me being visually impaired, it really helps that. I don't have to look at this. I, I, you know, I, I can listen to y'all going on and stuff like that. So I really appreciate it. So I figured off we'd start off a, um, getting a little bio on you. What, what, um, who you are and what led you to where you are now. Okay. Um, so, you know, the way I got into athletics was, um, came from an athletic family, grew up in North Arkansas and, uh, my father played football at the University of Arkansas, so I, I grew around the grew up around the Razorbacks, and um, went to school there at uh, University of Arkansas. Was fortunate to to be a, a student assistant for Eddie Sutton uh, when he was at Arkansas, and then Nolan Richardson followed him and and hired me as a grad assistant for two seasons, and uh, just a great um, opportunity for me to learn basketball from two different um, types of of you know winning coaches as coach Sutton was very fundamentally sound uh, half court you know man to man random motion offense and uh and and Nolan Richardson was pressing for 40 minutes and and really pushing the tempo and so it was it was great for me as a young coach to be able to to learn you know both types of of uh, of basketball from them and then I I went on and started coaching college um, three or four different places, um, ended up at, at Murray State with Scott Edgar in the early 90s. And uh, we were fortunate to have some good teams, had some really good players. Uh, Popeye Jones and Marcus Brown uh, were just a few of them. But um, And that led me to Murray, and, and I never left and, and worked in uh, the athletic administration for a while at Murray State and, and have been in, in private insurance business with Peel and Holland. Um, in the last six years. And so it just worked out phenomenal for me to be around the basketball program. And I've been doing the radio now for six years. I was about to say, you've been doing the games as long as I've been listening to Murray state. Uh, I started listening and following Murray state in 2015 when uh, Jarvis Williams. was Yeah. There. Yeah. What a, what a great year that was with Jarvis Williams and, and campaign and, uh, and Neil Bradley is just, he's he is so easy to work with and he uh has taught me so much about preparation and um you know really doing your homework prior to the games and he is uh, he has just been a wonderful mentor to me and in, in you know the radio businesses it's it's very different um 
you know, in radio doing the color because you have to be able to get in and get out quickly. Um, as mm-hmm. you know, Neil has to paint the picture of what's going on on the floor. And so, uh, we've, we've gotten to where we work really well together. Um, I started following Murray state because of Jarvis Williams. I actually went to junior college with, um, uh, Jarvis had a couple. So I got into following Murray state. Um, okay. As an Arkansas fan, you're not really happy with the dogs, but, uh, y'all are- Sam Pittman's got the Razorbacks playing really good this year. Yeah, he has uh, a surprise win against uh, Mississippi State last week, and and um, you know I don't think there's a lot of expectations this year for the Razorbacks as they just really have some recruiting to do. But such a tough league, you know, and playing football in the SEC and to try to be able to to move from last, you know, up into the upper upper echelon of of football schools there. But great uh, tradition at the University of Arkansas, great home field. Um, Hopefully he can get it back going. Now, I'm a Georgia fan as long as a Murray State fan, and uh, you guys had us work. Well – yeah, we were we were fortunate there. You know, we had a great first half against Georgia, and I think talent won out in the end. There, as, as uh, you know, Georgia is extremely talented and was able to get some distance between uh, themselves and the Hogs in the second half. Now, Nolan Richardson was he coached for a pretty long while there at Arkansas. Did he? He did. Am I losing you? Kenny? Is my Wi-Fi messing up? Kenny? Hello, Kenny. Sorry about that, Kenny. No problem. Uh, Wi-Fi issues, <laughs> I, I guess. Oh. Um. So we're talking about Nolan Richardson. He was there for a. Uh, Yes, he was. Uh, he was there for, for 18 years, I think, and um, just a phenomenal run, won a national championship, and then also um, got beat in the national championship game the following year, 94 and 95. And uh, just a, a fantastic man to work for, um, former players and former assistant coaches, uh, just are so loyal to him. He is he's a master at developing relationships and getting you to perform at high levels, whether you were a players or, or worked for him. And um, and we still are very close, talk a lot about basketball. He follows college basketball and is a big racer fan. Awesome. Um, now, is the coach there now, is it still Mike Anderson? 
No, um, Musselman is the head coach there now. That okay. was, yeah, he is, um, he's a kind of a journeyman. He, he'd been very successful at Nevada the last three years, but actually been a head coach in the NBA. Um, and in just, I think he'll do a phenomenal job there. Um, he has a, an NBA approach to a college program similar to what John Calipari does at Kentucky. Um, and, and it's very attractive from a recruiting standpoint and the facilities are second to none at the university of Arkansas and in a basketball program. And so, um, I, I expect him to be in the top four or five in the SEC. Um, uh, the Grizzlies for Mem- the Memphis Grizzlies, their draft looks, it's looking like they're going to, uh, slotted to pick Isaiah Joe from, uh, Arkansas. Oh, do you know him? Yeah, great shooter. Uh, he's a wing player, um, about probably six four, maybe, uh, maybe six five. Uh, a little slender, but can really shoot the basketball. Um, I, you know, I think that would be smart for them is to is to be able to, you know, space the floor with shooters when you've got a guy like John Morant to be able to drive the ball, and he's so unselfish. Um, and yeah, I think Isaiah Joe would be a great fit for the Grizzlies. Now, I know what it was like to listen to you guys talk about John Moran on the, on the radio, but what was it like just being in person, watching his skill and the way he played the game? Yeah, you know what's funny is as, as he, um, um, you know, matured as a player, I think Neil and I both, you know, would watch him and, and he would make plays from time to time that we would look at each other like, did we really just see that? You know, I don't know if I don't know if I've ever seen a play like that before, uh, but still, you know, it was it was at the first of his sophomore year when I when I really was convinced that he could score enough, you know, to to be an impact impact player at the NBA. And and um, goodness gracious, uh, did he have a fabulous rookie year? Funny story, I was uh, I was sitting with him his his uh, freshman year and we were, we were looking uh, sitting on the scores tables there at the arena. And he was asking me about Marcus Brown, Marcus Brown's numbers retired and was great player here. And uh, I recruited and, and coached uh, Marcus. And uh, so he was asking me about his game. So I was telling him about it. And, and uh, Josh said, uh, Kenny, what, what is it that you don't like about my game? And, you know, old coaches, we, we, we have a few things that we can't get over. And I said, well, you know, I said, there's so many times you jump up in the air to find a pass instead of jumping up in the air to make a pass. And, and a lot of times that can cause a turnover. And uh, he, he very uh, humbly said, uh, well, Kenny, you know, the difference is, is the guys that you coached, and me is that I, I stay up in the air a lot longer than they did. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, and then we both had a big laugh and he was, he was obviously kidding. Uh, but, but he was very true <laughs> as well. And just a phenomenal young man. I give a lot of credit to his, to his parents were are great people and very involved in his life. Um, I think gave him great boundaries in life so that, um, you know, he, he had a clear picture of what he wanted to achieve and, uh, and he's he's just uh, just a fantastic human as well as a great basketball player. Well, that that one two punch of him and Shaq Buchanan that was probably one of the most lethal duos I've seen in basketball in a while. 
Kenny. No problem. Um, that duo of Buchanan and Morant was just lethal. Yeah, they were they were phenomenal players to watch. Is that uh, they uh, they were both hard workers and uh, just really bought in day after day and to what Matt McMahon um, you know laid out for them to follow. And it's so important in in Coach McMahon's system is is he's a big believer in the process and and that's that's a, a come to work lunch pail attitude every day that prepares you to be able to improve and, and someone that's very talented like the two of them um, when they buy into the process, then great things happen for them. And boy, they were dynamite out there on that court together when they were at their best. Now I have a dream scenario of um, Jack and John playing together for the Grizzlies. Some people say it's going to happen. Some people are not as, popular about it but uh i i I think it might happen one of these days that would be fun to watch wouldn't it as they uh you know Shaq has i think proved a lot of people wrong as uh you know we coming out of junior college he was you know very decorated um and and obviously didn't didn't have uh, came to murray state was very successful here for two years and i'm not sure that a lot of people felt like that he would you know be successful, um, you know, in the G league either. And, and, uh, wow, what a, what a great year he had. And so, uh, it looks like he's going overseas now and going to be able to, you know, to play over there. And so, uh, we'll see what happens. Maybe someday they can get back together. Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, so what are some of the standout performances that you've seen as a broadcaster at Murray state or as a coach at Murray state? Well, um, there's been some great players here, um, you know, that have come through here in my first year is 1991. And so this will, this will be my 30th year of, of watching Murray state basketball. And, um, my, my first year I was able to coach Popeye Jones, um, who was uh, just a phenomenal, uh, player in person and, and still so involved in the Murray state program. And, um, an assistant coach in the NBA now and just a, a great, great person. But he was he was the most unbelievable rebounder I'd ever been around. And and is at six eight, you know, two seventy-five. It wasn't like he was a high flyer, but he had <laughs> great hands and, and he really knew where the basketball was gonna come off the rim. And you know, the majority of the rebounds are are below the rim. And so it's not about how high you can jump, but how well you can anticipate where the ball is going to go. And he, he certainly had that, you know, and, um, you know, Marcus Brown had just, was just a, a, a highlight reel type player, similar to jaw, um, Mississippi played the wing, but he had that kind of explosiveness, uh, that he could just jump up and dunk it on you. And, um, you know, he was, he was phenomenal. Um, he started his very first game as a freshman at Murray state. When we played at Indiana, they were preseason number one in the country and started as a true freshman. And, 
Bobby Knight commented after the game about him, what impact he had on the game and uh, just a phenomenal player. And, you know, and then you, you come through, you know, Mark Godfrey's teams had such talented players. Um, and, you know, and then recently you look, Mick Cronin's come through and uh, the, the, the level of coaching that's been here the last 30 years. Uh, is as exciting to me as the as the players, and and the success of those those coaches all goes back to they were all committed to being the best recruiter in the conference, you know, as a as the head coach, and and that puts you in a position to when you can when you can coach great players, obviously, it, it's you know it gives you a, a leg up and. Um, we fortunate to just have some great talent here through the years. And um, I, I tell people all the time, you know, there's, there's not one constant that's been at Murray state that, that is allowed the success through the years, but, but the support of, of, you know, West Kentucky of this program uh, year in and year out, I think is the one constant that is, you know, kept Murray state at the top of the OVC through the years. Now you you mentioned Popeye. Uh, do, do you think his shortstop play in high school with his hands has any? Um, is that a good reason why he has good hands as a rebounder? Oh yeah, I think you know, I think that goes hand in hand. Is that you know very very similar and also good feet as you know. John, is it so important in post play to have good feet? And as a shortstop, you got to have good feet and good hands. And I never saw him play baseball. Uh, but I just, you know, I, I, I picture in my mind looking out there and seeing him at six, eight, 280 in high school, or actually 300 in high school, uh, playing shortstop and turning a double play. And I bet no one came sliding into second base hard, trying to break up the double play with him standing there. I, I just, I can't, I can't picture him as a shortstop. I mean, I know he was, but I picture him as like a first baseman or a pitcher. Right. Yeah, I know. Uh, you get Popeye to tell it, and he'll tell you that you know he 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 was really really good baseball player. Now sometimes <laughs> those stories get exaggerated through the years. Now, Brian, he's a he ended up Brian uh, Sanctious ended up being a receiver for um, Murray State his right. fifth year, and I know he was a really good rebounder. Do you think those skills translate as well? Yeah, um, you know, Breon's hands weren't, you know, weren't weren't great. Like I think his was more effort than it was because his hands were great. Um, mm-hmm. For Breon to be, you know, his toughness is what carried over to the football field for him. Um, you know, but he's he's one of those guys that probably could have played football, you know. All, all the way and had some success there too, just like he did in basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, now, unfortunately, I wasn't I wasn't uh, watching in those days, so I, I wish I could have seen some of those performances of Marcus Brown. And you know, I barely missed the uh, Denaro Thomas shot. Um, yeah, all right. Uh, what a what what a what a great team that was. And Billy Kennedy was such a great teacher of the game. Um, and, and you just, you, he, he really uh, inherited a roster when his first year following Mick Cronin that uh, 
um, for whatever reason, guys, you know, transferred out during the coaching change. And so he, he had a lot of rebuilding to do, but when he got it built, you know, that, that catapulted Steve Prome into the success he's had, um, and, you know, at Murray state. And then also, you know, what Matt McMahon was able to do. And so it's, uh, it's a lot of credit to, uh, to, to, Billy Kennedy for what he did here. And, you know, one of the other coaches that doesn't get talked about, um, you know, enough is Ron Green, who um, was here in the in the 80s, um, came from Mississippi State and was just he was SEC coach of the year at Mississippi State and left there to come to Murray State, uh, which this was this was, you know, home for him where he played here. And um it's it's phenomenal that what he did to be able to really educate, you know, the leadership of Murray State of what it took to have a, a high quality basketball program, and and I, you know, Ron Green should get a lot of credit of that, um, of what he did to be able, you know, to have all the success that has come the last forty years after he was coaching. Um, you mentioned Billy Kennedy. I just listened to the. Um, Running with the Racers podcast and Dave Wonderhead, Billy Kennedy on yesterday, and they started off that first year with five players. That's yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They were yeah he, they were having to recruit all summer long just to fill out a roster, and um, so the coaching job he did, you know, just that first year was phenomenal, and then he was able to continue recruiting really well, you know, the 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 next few years. And it and it turned into some very good teams his fourth and fifth year. That's that's what I've noticed about Murray State is they recruit really well. I mean, Isaiah Cannon, Campaign, Jonathan Stark. I mean, yeah, yeah, and that feeds on itself. You know, when you when you have great players and success, um, you know, players start to hear about Murray State at a young age. You know, you beat. Marquette in the NCAA tournament by double figures, you know, that turns heads of, of young players that are, you know, looking at schools. And so, um, you know, I, I think the, the last eight or 10 years, uh, it, it's, we, you know, Bury State has recruited at an even higher level, um, you know, being able to, to still get uh, players that are under the radar, but have the ability to, you know, start out as, as two-star players and leave here as, as four- and five-star players. And, and that's a credit to, you know, Billy Kennedy and Steve Prome and Matt McMahon for being able to develop them while they're here. Now, I've noticed uh, lately that Murray has been recruiting a lot of local talent. I mean, Rodriguez Thomas, um, uh, Jackson Sittles from uh-huh. the crack. I, I think that's really cool. I got yeah, I think it is too. You know, you want to you want to recruit inside, you know, your area and out, um, and and they have to be able to play at a very high level. And um, I, I think those two young men will will prove that they can. Um, Jackson Civils is, um, I think, he's got a, a really high ceiling. Is um, he he could just so good shooting the basketball and um, offensively, and once he learns you know, the speed of the game at this level and especially on the defensive end, uh, I think we're going to see good things from him in a racer uniform. Now, uh, did you ever see the 
guy from Marshall County now is um, his name is my brain. Uh, uh, the point guard from Mar- Marshall County. Oh yeah, um, I did see him play one game last year. Um, very talented, um, great range. Um, you know, is going to be a very good college player. He is very, very athletic. Zion Harmon. Yes, Zion Harmon. Give yes. me a minute. Yep. Um, I watch. I listened to their uh, McCracken County Marshall County game uh, to get, uh, and they, him and Jackson Civils just really impressed me. Yeah, um, two very good players, and and that night it was interesting. I was at that game when they went at each other, and and um, Zion is a. Um, you know, just a, a huge uh, talent. Just uh, can do so many things. Doesn't have a lot of size, um, but he can he can really play, and he'll he'll be a great addition at Western Kentucky. Now, I um, the three um, Turley, May, and Burpo for the girls uh, team at Murray. I started following them in high school when I realized they were coming to Murray State, and I thought that was really cool. How um, those girls. Stood, stood together and you know they knew how to play with each other from high school and that I think that's going to help them in college as well Kenny I think I lost you, you there Kenny yeah I'm here yeah. so I really I uh, think the Three girls from Murray High that are at Murray, uh, Murray State as well. I really was excited to see uh, go to Murray because I, I, my thought was they they played really well together in high school together and they know how to play with each other. So they're going to play really well at the college level, and I was correct. Played for her program is phenomenal, um, and it's going to be a lot of fun watching watching those three girls, but she's uh, continuing to root, recruit really well statewide. and I, th- I think you'll see her in the top three or four in the OVC in the next couple of years. Oh, I think so as well. Now, I mentioned that uh, Zion Harmon uh, committed to Western Kentucky. Now, I've always heard that Western Kentucky is a rival of Murray State, but I've never seen them playing basketball or football. Yeah, I think that, you know, for years, the Western Kentucky was in the Ohio Valley Conference. So that was the premier rivalry in the in the OVC at that time. And um, they dropped out in the early 90s. Um, and the Racers played them sporadically uh, through the years in basketball, had some great games with them. And, um so it's it's I think more than anything just a scheduling issue. Uh, there's so many more league rivalries that have developed now, and um, and now with Southern Illinois and Middle Tennessee and oh Evansville, some of the other um, regional rivalries. It's it's just been more of a scheduling issue that why the Racers hadn't played them. Are they still a rival? In I don't your think opinion? so. Not at this point. Now, now they certainly would be. You know. Um, for there there's a great history of rivalry there but the last decade you know it's really faded away who would you say that murray's murray state's rival is now the outside of the middle tennessee i I think in that region i think in you know obviously in basketball it's it's going to be austin p and belmont um 
you know, the, the long time rival, uh, the, you know, just great history of games between those two programs. And then, you know, Belmont, the last 10 years since they've been in the Ohio Valley has proved to be, you know, one of the premier teams in the league. And so there's, there's been a great rivalry developed there. Um, and very, very much mutual respect between the two programs is, um, you know, Belmont has a, has a phenomenal program. And I think there's a lot of respect both ways. Um, and it, and it helps the Ohio Valley conference when, you know, you have more teams emerge that can compete for the championship and, um, you know, that's, that's what you hope. And so the bottom half of the league, really needs to continue to improve just so that the power ratings for the, for the OVC are, you know, are, are moving up so that it's, it's not a, a deterrent to the top half of the teams in the Ohio Valley when they have to play the bottom half and, and you get a win and your power rating goes down. So a very important, I think, for schools to continue investing in college basketball in the bottom half of the league so that they can, you know, have more challengers to win the conference. Who do you think the rival is for Murray state outside of the conference? Yeah, I don't, I don't know that there really is one, um, you know, probably Southern Illinois has been a good one recently. Um, you know, Western Kentucky, as we said, you know, for years was, um, but really the way college basketball scheduling is, is there's not a, you know, there, there, there's very few Kentucky-Louisville-type rivalries that are out of conference um, just because scheduling doesn't, you know, doesn't allow it to happen very often. And so uh, most true rivalries end up being in within your league. Do you see uh, Murray State ever playing Louisville or Kentucky? You know, we've played Louisville in the past. Um, and so, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know um, – you know, there's so many variables that go into play and, and scheduling and, um, you know, what the big schools want to do um, for their their pay games um, is, you know, they want to schedule some teams that, um, you know, are middle of the pack. So something doesn't happen like it did last year to UK when Evansville came in there and beat them. <laughs> and so, you know, they're they're very they're very. Um, you know they're they're very careful on on who they play in those games, and there's I don't I don't foresee a home and home ever happening that you know UK would would come to the bank and play, and so it would have to be a a pay game situation unless it happened to cross paths in the NCAA tournament. I I think it would be, I think it would bring both schools more attention. I mean, Murray State's got a a very good tradition and then UK has got a good tradition so I think the two schools in a matchup would be I mean I think it'd be a good thing yeah the NCAA tournament does those type of things from time to time um as they will you know find a secondary storyline um for for matchups that they have in the early round games uh and so I could see I could see that happening at some point in the NCAA tournament Um, what do you think of this season, how it's going to play out? Um, well, uh, you know, we've got a a great player coming back in Tevin Brown, um, who's, you know, capable of, um, player of the year, um, type player, um, you know, but really only six players back that, that actually played last year. So, 
um, you know, seven new players on a team, um, new to playing, not necessarily new as some of those were, were red shirted here. Um, but I, I think there's more depth on this team than there uh, has been in any of Matt McMahon's teams, uh, really at all the positions, which is, which is a great problem to have. And so the competition every day in practice is at a high level. Um, whereas, you know, John Morant was here. It was, it was hard to find someone that could guard him every day in practice. So it was, you know, it was difficult for him to improve, uh, you know, uh, in one-on-one drills. Whereas, you know, here there's just so much, much depth that really – you know, the post players, there's there's great depth there. Um, you know, the, the point guard position, um, you know, Adam McMahon's brought in two new point guards to compete there uh, with Chico Carter. And so, the, you know, there's great competition there. So I, I think depth is a, is a good problem. Um, it, it can cause problems for coaches trying to keep players happy at times. But it's, uh, it's certainly better. Um, having depth and not having it when you need it. And, and that's uh, – plus I, I think what happens is guys get better every day in practice when, you know, when the depth is better. When, when Chico was playing last year, he really impressed me as an inco- – impressed me as an incoming freshman. Um, yeah. He, you know, he got he, – he, he was forced to play. You know, he and Daquan Smith were, were, were forced to play uh, right away, and I thought they both did – you know, an adequate job at times and did a great job at other times um, of playing you know, really the toughest position on the floor as a true freshman. Uh, but they handled it well. And, you know, um, regardless of, of how we got there, the Racers, you know, won their third straight OVC title. And um, there was certainly one that I don't think was expected, um, you know, coming off the loss of John Morant and Shaq Buchanan. And so, you know, what Matt McMahon has done the last three years is, is just phenomenal. As he's got three OVC titles and two NCAA appearances. And you look at the OVC record, the last three seasons being 47 and seven is just phenomenal. Wow. It's 87%. Um, and, and only lost three home games, you know, in the bank the last three years. So just a great three year run. And I think. You know this team can be can be very good as well. Um, there's I think there's more there's better there's there's more quality in the OVC this year in basketball. Austin P and Belmont are going to be very good. Um, you know I think Jacksonville State, Morehead State, you know are improving. Eastern Kentucky has gotten better. So there's you know the the top level is getting better each year, and so it's harder and harder to to be able to to maintain the level that Matt McMahon, you know, expects this team to be at. But I, I expect it to be a fun season for the racers if we can get to the floor. Um, other than Tevin Brown, you mentioned her, who should we be watching out well, for? Well, you know, I think when you look inside um, at, you know, returning players, K.J. Williams has shown that, uh, you know, he can be a, a, a certainly an all-league player, if not more, 6'10", 245, I mean, that's just a beast. I mean, he is physically um, just, you know, could play at any level. And his, uh, I think he's a young man that, that can play um, at times like he could play at any level in the country. And then it's other times, 
you know, uh, he can disappear. And so I think consistency for him will be important. Demond Robinson is freshman last year that uh, had a great uh, season towards the end of the year. Um, those two inside, you know, are going to be going to be great players. And that's a place where we got a lot of depth is is in the post play. Devin Gilmore, a senior, uh, came on late and just was a spark off the bench. Very, very um, athletic on the offensive glass. Uh, so the, the depth in the post uh, is going to be a real strength of, for the Murray State this year. You mentioned Devin Gilmore. I remember the Tennessee State game a couple of years ago when he just had his coming out party. I mean, he yeah, he's one of those. He's one of those players that I think he's kept working and kept working and kept working, and um, a few times, um, you know, found himself maybe the sixth post player out of you know on the on the team, and but he just wouldn't go away, and and finally he got his chance to play and. Uh, was able to to really uh, bring a spark. He's he's so lively, so quick off his feet. He's a great offensive rebounder, and and so um, he is. You know, he's got a chance to have a great senior year. Um, you know, the wings. It's going to be a, a dogfight there. You know, on the on the opposite side of Tevin Brown of who can fill that spot. You know, whether Daquan Smith or and Breon Whitley, who you know who sat out last year. Um, and then, you know, newcomers that are here with Jackson Civils um, will certainly have, you know, have a chance to play in there. Um, so, uh, as we said, depth is a good thing, and uh, we'll see how it shakes out. Uh, I was about to ask you, do you uh, I know the Jackie's Corby, or uh, yeah, right, Jackie's Kirby. Kirby. Uh, he's from a school down here in Georgia. Um, yeah, he's very athletic. Uh, he'll be, a, you know, he's going to be a wing player with a lot of size, six six. Um, you know, probably one of those guys that that the the ceiling is is high on what he can achieve um, playing against on the wing against you know quickness defensively uh, will be an adjustment. The biggest the biggest hurdle for you know for freshmen coming in is just to understand you know, how good you have to be on the defensive end of the floor uh, to play at this level and, the, and to play for Matt McMahon. Uh, and there's a reason that, you know, his team's the last two years have led the OVC in defense. And that's just, you know, something that, that uh, he's committed to. And so the team buys in. And so if you're going to play for him, you're going to have to play on both ends of the floor. And so it takes a while for freshmen to be able to adjust to that. But I think at the point guard position, um, Justice Hill is uh, has he's a sophomore, have three years to play. Um, he was Mr. Football in the state of Arkansas coming out and was a, just a phenomenal athlete that that was very good in basketball too. And um, he'll he'll compete for the starting point guard spot. Very uh, very athletic, got great quicknesses, can got quite great quicks, can put a lot of pressure on the ball and can you know can create for others. He's uh, He's he's got a chance to be good. Do you he'll see play him point. as a point guard or a wing? Yeah, he'll play a point. Okay. So um, you know, there'll be a lot of competition there at the point with him and Chico Carter and and then um the the other freshman um from Florida, Deontay Bostic, um yeah. is is um yeah. you know, highly touted. Haven't seen him play. 
yet, but um, just a very talented point guard, too, that, you know, will be in the mix for minutes there. Now, I think Nick Mullins or McMullins, the, I think he is about the same size as Civils and Kirby, yeah, he's out of North he's Carolina. He's more, he's more of a post player. Have you seen? Him? He's probably six eight, two thirty. So he's a bigger kid, yeah, uh, but, oh. but real tough kid. Uh, you know, another another player, kind of like Demond Robinson, that'll that'll come in and I think will have spurts that he will be. Uh, you know, he he's he's a guy that's going to be very good here, uh, just right now. You know, competing with with a lot of depth in front of him uh in in post play but but um i know that that matt was very pleased when they were able to you know to sign him as he brings a lot of toughness to what he does um so like demond like you mentioned demond he really impressed me as a just tough gritty beast of a player i mean I always I watch games with my wife and I'm like if they can just feed it to Demond inside he's gonna get yeah the he's bucket. he's got so much size you know six eight two fifty but he's got that wingspan that's seven five and so he plays with such long reach mm-hmm. that I think defensively he surprises people how he can block shots and defend in the post and um and you know and he's so big that that if he can establish low post position um. You know, and you can get it to him. He, he can really score down there. And I, I think I think he's a kid that you'll see a lot of improvement from freshman to sophomore year. Um, that that he'll be someone from from day one this season that will, you know, be a force on the low block. I'm, I don't want to bring up a bad memory, but I think it was him that had the great block on one end and then a bucket on the other end right at the end of the yes the OGC sure championship game against Bell. That was, yeah, he, I was like, yeah, that, uh, he might have made his best. He's he might have played his best game of the season that you know, in the highest level of game we played all year long. Um, so that's that's good to see that he, you know, that the the stage wasn't too big for him, that he was able to compete under that pressure. And I really think he played, you know, at least four or five minute stretches there as as, as good as he played all season. I got a couple more questions for you, and then I figured we'd get into a rapid-fire set of questions. Um, going back to your career at Arkansas. Well, I didn't uh, play at Arkansas. Uh, I, I was a student assistant, so I was, I was you know, 5'10", and, and wished I was 6'6", kind of guy. But, uh, you know, was uh, fortunately was able to, to get to go to Arkansas and watch great players and, you know, and learn from some great coaches there. So it was it was phenomenal for me. Well, let's put on the the glasses, and if you were to play, what I'd play point guard. Yeah, I definitely play point guard. Uh, I just, you know, the the thinking part of the game uh, is has always been, um, you know, suited me well, and and uh, can't shoot it like Mac McMahon, but you know, maybe I would out tough him. <laughs> now, are you a? Would you be a? Three point specialist from outside. No, I'd, I'd be I'd be more of a, you know ground and pound driving addition in there. You know, uh, <laughs> those are wishful thinking. <laughs> yeah, you still got some skills. I know you do. <laughs> uh, so okay, I got some rapid fire questions for you. You yep. grew up in Arkansas. What's the best 
dish out of Arkansas, food-wise? The best dish out of Arkansas, great catfish in, the, in southern Arkansas. Um, you know, probably, uh, I'd probably, yeah, I'd probably have to go catfish for the state of Arkansas. Is there a restaurant? Yeah, you know, it's been so long since I've been there now. And so I, I, I don't, I mean, I, I go back and visit some, but, but I'm not in tune with what the, what the best ones are there. I know there's some really good ones in Fayetteville now where the University of Arkansas is. I asked Neil this question. What's the best place? Oh, the best place in Murray. Well, you know, my office is right here on the corner next to, next door to Rudy's. And so uh, I frequent Rudy's quite a bit, but uh, love lots of restaurants. Love Jasmine. Love the keg. Um, just some phenomenal choices in Murray. Awesome. Matt, Matt, uh, yes. Matt thank you. Golly. How can I leave them off? Yeah. <laughs> You two are giving me and my wife okay, some amazing good deal. Uh, restaurants. To get, yeah, take out when we get up there. Get up there. Um, best sports moment you've seen in person, and best moment you've seen. On you TV. know, I, uh, I guess two in person for me is one. I was nineteen eighty one. I was on the bench at Arkansas in the NCAA tournament, and um, U.S. Reed made a shot from half court to beat Louisville. Um, at the buzzer was just a phenomenal experience. Uh, but I, but I think the best is watching John Morant last year or two years ago against Marquette in the NCAA tournament and how he just completely dominated that game, um, in front of 17,000 people and, and turned every one of the people in the arena into a Murray State fan. That was impressive. I mean, I think he had some Southern Illinois, most of Southern Illinois fans. I, I don't know of anyone in there one. that, that wasn't a fan. And, uh, just, just, uh, his, his, the charisma that he plays with, um, is so engaging that people love to watch him play and they become fans of his unselfishness. Um, best Southern saying it's gotta be mama, right? I mean, come on, you know, <laughs> I don't know. My dad used to say, you know, the guy was so dumb he didn't know come here from Sikkim. So that might be one. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, if you weren't uh, uh, the color guy for a basketball what would you what sport would you um you know i really i really like a lot of sports i'm a huge st louis cardinals baseball fan so uh i, I probably would would end up there uh i just uh i grew up listening to cardinal games uh every single night with with my dad and continue that tradition now and so i i love uh i love radio and listen to the st louis cardinals if it's not Murray state basketball Oh, I'm see a Braves fan, okay. so we got to rob where you're going here. <laughs> um, last question. Um, favorite beer? Um, or- I'd probably go with a, with, with – I'll have both. You know, if it's hot on Kentucky Lake, I like a good cold beer. And, uh, and a glass of wine with dinner is okay as well. Nice. Uh, I'm a – kind of a beer snob. I, I, okay. I'm an expensive right. beer kind of guy. If it's, if it's hot, I'm like a 
yeah a sour or an ipa guy and if it's i want to if it's cold or, or cooler i want a darker all right you'll have uh, to educate me sometime. <laughs> now you mentioned uh kentucky lake is that yeah so kentucky lake is about uh, 20 miles from murray yeah very very close beautiful beautiful okay. lake one of the is yeah, it, it, yeah, Callaway, Callaway County? County borders it. Sure does in Marshall County, okay. um, and then land between the lakes is uh, this is the other side, and then on the other side of that landmass is is Bark Lake Barkley, which uh, is a, another beautiful lake. So just beautiful part of the country in West Kentucky. Now I've always wanted to run at Land Lake between right, the yeah, I, I love to run. Uh, uh, is that um, what county is that? Lyon County and and um, Trigg County, uh, but it's just across the bridge. So, um, you know, as you as you leave Murray and go east, um, you cross the lakes there and and then go through land between the lakes. Yes. Okay, that's yeah. region two. That's uh, Lyon yeah, County that's right. and Cullen Brown. Oof. That, yeah, he was a person. I had a lot of respect for him for I did I didn't know much about him but I saw a lot of right stuff on social media sounds like he was a phenomenal was young man pretty yeah that's that's what I gather well Kenny Great. I've enjoyed this conversation um, that I've learned a lot from you over the years and I look forward to learning more through you and Neil um, where can people find you, uh, you I'm up? on Twitter uh, at Boo Roth. B-O-O-R-O-T-H uh, is the best place to find me. Is there a there, There's a, a lifelong is- nickname that I've had from uh, as a young child that followed me into coaching and, and uh, uh, just has never left. So uh, a lot of people west of the Mississippi don't know who Kenny is. Uh, it, that they just know Boo Roth, so that's uh, that's how that's uh, that's how that has kept kept following me around. <laughs> awesome. All right, yeah, I enjoyed. Well, it. Thanks so much for having me. Okay, take care. No problem. Thank you. Yeah.